When the government implemented nationwide lockdown in March 2020, in-person community music activity, along with everything else, came to a halt. Everything was either cancelled or postponed, and even though by then it was expected, it all still felt very sudden, as it was such an unusual phenomenon. Community musicians, whose work was very much in-person, face-to-face, found themselves in a strange and scary place. Through conversations with six community musicians working in the northeast of England, this series of podcasts will explore what happened, how we responded, and what things look like now. All conversations took place separately in various locations. Lockdowns were lifted, and then the world opened up, and we had to navigate our return to -to face-to-face delivery, work with our venues to create a safe space, support our participants to feel confident in returning to groups, and all the while managing our own feelings about returning. There were personal anxieties in returning to -to face-to-face, even if it was just attending a meeting. Here, James tells me how he felt about that. And then as everything came back to face-to-face, how was that sort of, how did that feel? How was it managed? I, I was a little personally, yeah. like, um, on a personal note, I was a bit uh, sceptical about getting back in, in a room with yeah. people. It was really, there was a lot of, um, there were people who were sort of manifesting like, yes, this is all fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, step back, everybody come in this room. Yeah. It was like a meeting, of a, t- a team meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this. You know, 30 yeah. people in a room, are you kidding me? Yeah. We've just come from this period of like, you know, two metres apart, masks, outdoors, don't yeah. meet with anyone, and then some people are putting on this, like, no, come back in, come back into the building, it's all mm. fine. That was a bit strange. Open the windows. Might need to edit it that bit, but you know, yeah. maybe you don't know, I don't know. But I found that really, like, I, I didn't have the same feeling that some people that were putting on this brave front, maybe, yeah. to try and get things moving again, like a business, you know, an organisation. Let's get this organisation back on the road. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, projection of yeah come on this is great isn't it and I was like I'm not sure it is actually I don't know how I feel about this it took me quite a while yeah let's get back into it that was my personal anxiety I suppose and that's totally understandable and then of course you know your participants are going to have those same anxieties and worries and concerns aren't they yeah I'm not sure that that yeah it's all great isn't it yeah (laughs) what everybody wanted to, to to see or experience There were so many things to consider. You had to ensure that the space was safe and that your participants felt confident in you making it safe for them. So when the choir came back, it it was a very complicated process because we were a very large choir and there was obviously quite a lot of people that um, would have fallen into the category of um, vulnerable in terms of health. So we had to think really, really carefully about creating an environment that was safe but also was inclusive because what we didn't want to happen is that only the strongest came back and anyone that was a bit fearful was like well obviously I can't ever come back so we took obviously took lots of advice Um, we were very very careful um, about things like um, yeah things about um, 
uh, I forgot what the phrase is, we used to use it every single day, social distancing. <laughs> yeah, um, things like that, having risk assessments. Um, for a while, people um, did take do lateral flows before yeah. they came. Um, it was marvellous, it was amazing that everyone just agreed to that. That's great. Um, not just agreed to it, wanted to, because they saw it as, well, that, that means we can all still yeah. join. And I think it was very much sold to people as like, we're doing this so that absolutely everybody can feel safe. It's not, it's not persecuting anybody, it's creating an environment where everybody can engage. However, some groups and participants were too vulnerable to take the chance of returning to face-to-face, -face, so their sessions continued online. Jim worked with such a group, and here is what he said about that experience. It was a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, again, we were given time to do the research and to make mistakes, and right. which was really good. Yeah. And healthy is what we needed. Um, and we found different platforms to work with again, you know, ways that we could interact. Um, we did some really good, um, I mean, we, in fact, the group that I was working with, we ended up making a video for the Music Spark show, right. which is something that I wouldn't have necessarily done before. I've done some videography before, but a long time ago. Right. Um, so we made a tune that was all related to um, meeting on Zoom right. and the things that can go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of, all the lyrics were about that, you know, yeah. sort of, oh, you sound like you're echoing. You're coming back at me, mate. Sort it out. <laughs> it was all this lovely banter. Uh, and all based around the online experience. Right, nice. um, and then we made a video to it as well, which became a yeah. part of this online show, because we couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, of course, did the show online, didn't you? Yeah. Wow. And so all the groups did their own video. Right. Um, and then we did an online show, which just seems so. Yeah. Different. It's so different. Yeah. Because their shows were a massive thing. Yeah. Shows yeah. were huge. With the experience of having had to deliver online and the new skills that they had developed, some of the musicians felt that it was a safety net in the likelihood of another pandemic. Laura appreciated that she now had the flexibility in her practice. So no, um, I have, um, I don't do a lot online. Um, when things started opening up again, I had a couple of sessions that stayed online a bit longer. So right. I had a couple of students that stayed online until it was really safe. We had to navigate the government guidelines that were constantly changing and were particularly vague in relation to our line of work. Laura voiced what I think we all felt. I never want to read a government document ever again. Um, those, those. I mean, the advice in it was incredible, but you know, the level of anxiety around making sure you got it right yeah. was intense. There had to be a mix of approaches, depending on whether you were solely responsible or whether you had someone else responsible for figuring out how to return to face-to-face. -face. There was so much to consider. The size of the group, the ages and mix of vulnerability, and then the venue that you ran sessions in and what particular musical activity you were doing. Bridie spoke about this. But just to have like a team of people, I guess, that must have been quite helpful. Really, really helpful, yeah, because yeah. you don't want to... I feel I have real sympathy for you being the one that had to make all those decisions because it's much easier when you can kind of consult with others and also yeah. then share the responsibility for whatever decisions you make. Yeah. Here, Laura tells us how she navigated one of her sessions on her own. 
Yeah, I, I was yeah. the sole person for sax on the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I did a lot of research. I think, again, I waited that little bit longer before yeah. we went back into person. Um, and I think I maybe did a short term so we could try it. I don't think mm. I, I said, right, this is it, we're back. I think I just said, you know, we'll try it, we'll see how it works. You know, luckily I had a huge hall to work right. with. Oh, so, you know, size of the venue wasn't an issue. Um, but I, I was there with my tape measure, you know, and I was yeah. measuring them all out and names on the chairs and everything. And right. that, that, that level of prep was, you had to do it. Yeah. You know, um, bottles of hand gel everywhere and one one way in one way out all of that you know so that that yeah. all had to be prepped and you know it, it eats into the time that it, you know that you prepare for things it was less about the music initially yeah. because it was more about making sure you get this bit right there were positives to having developed new skills in the face of adversity bridey recognized how empowered she now was would you go back to it if it happened again oh that's the million dollar question isn't it um I sort of feel like we ha- we have to, yeah, don't we? Yeah, we have to because we can't just not work with people. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, yeah. I just feel like we, and and in a funny way, if, God forbid, if it did happen again, every it, we wouldn't be just figuring it all out anymore. We'd be like, oh, back on Zoom then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and everyone yeah. would just be like, oh well, see you then, see you on Zoom, and it would it would be there would be less of a sort of scramble of like what happens, and it would be more like, well, we know what happens, this happens. Yeah. yeah. I think, personally speaking, I think I came out with a bit more confidence in what I was. You know that yeah. whole challenging thing that you were talking about earlier, just like actually, I'm gonna give it a go. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Not going to stress about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think you're right. I don't think it's by mistake that both of us have probably made the biggest professional, like, you know, strides in the last few years. Like we've both just done wild stuff that we never would have done before. We're like, oh well. (laughs) I wonder what'll happen if I try to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's something about being thrown into a really strange situation mm-hmm. that is like there's something about it that's positive yeah if you're lucky enough to be able to embrace that you know if you're privileged enough to actually be able to embrace that rather than have too many reasons why it's impossible for you yeah but yeah yeah when i spoke to each musician about how they approach their work now they all gave very similar responses. Here, Katie tells me about how her outlook has changed. So the way you deliver now, is, has that changed in any way because of what you've learnt through that lockdown period? Um, I don't know whether it's changed too much. I think the way I think about work has changed. Right. Completely. In what way can you explain that? Because I want, I really want to do stuff that feels like it's got a purpose and is well thought out and is not just going through the motions and is you know has a is is like good practice, good uh, delivery, with everybody knowing the parameters and everybody knowing, like I think I'm just a bit more boundaryed. Yeah. Too. Because it's because you get better results. Yeah. And you're wasting less time. Yeah. 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 So I don't think my practice has changed all that much. But I think my 
outlook on work has. Jim spoke about how he values his time more. Has your practice changed? Is there anything that you've learned in that period that you kind of like, actually that worked, I'm going to keep with that? Um, the, the sort of hybrid, I mean, you know, meetings. Yeah. Meetings is a major one because mm. now, if I can, I will say, let's meet online. Yeah. Rather than go to a physical space. And some meetings, I want to go to a physical space. Um, but, you know, there's an awful lot of meetings that I used to go to that didn't need to, to go somewhere to go to, really. Yeah. Now, I know that. Yeah. Um, so there's that element. Um, that's, a, that's a learning. <sighs> and also know, I've sort of built, I suppose, this, um, like, uh, I don't know what it is, not a thermometer. A theremin or something. I'm not sure what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, to check in. Oh yeah, actually, this would be really good to meet up now in face to face. You know, with this group of people. Right. Or yeah, no, we're still cool to meet online. Or you know, it's that sensitivity to it. I suppose. Yeah. Which maybe we wouldn't have had pre-pandemic. Whereas Bridie is much more open and relaxed about her work and feels more resilient, having navigated her way through lockdowns. I feel much more like robust about what I can and can't do. Right, yeah. So now I'm much more likely just to go, oh, I'll have a go at that. Right. I'll see if I can do that. And yeah, so that's another good thing, I think. Because hey. we had to, didn't we? Like change everything overnight. And if you've yeah. done that and you've managed to do it, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I'll ever forget that I managed to do that. And I think it will always inform like, my professional decisions in the future. So you're less scared about challenges, you kind yeah. of like, yeah, bring it on. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think relatively sanguine about things not going well. Right. Which yeah. is brand new to me. I mean, yeah. you know, we've worked together so often, like I, I used to be such a stress head about stuff going wrong. And now I just, I really don't mind. As long as I've done my best. Yeah. If stuff goes wrong, I, I do just feel pretty laid back about, about that now. Um, which is again so new but then again we we went through something which is actually unimaginable like it's insane that we all went through that. This new attitude and the new skills that she has gained has meant that Bridie has new avenues of work that she can now pursue. This was similar for other musicians. And you're still using all like those skills now? now yeah. Back to react that well, kind of reality. <laughs> kind of reality. <laughs> yeah and it's opened up a whole other avenue of work for me because now I can apply for commissions that involve like for example digital compositions, digital soundtracks for theatre and dance yeah. and those kind of things which obviously sound pieces in museums like all that kind of work that wouldn't even have crossed my mind say right. five years ago pre, pre-pandemic pre um, but then the legacy of that is that I now have those skills. Yeah. Overall everyone came out of the experience feeling empowered however they were much more aware of how those in groups and in society who struggled with returning, for whatever reason, were so much more in need of what community music can offer. Bridie recognised how she had come through the pandemic relatively unscathed, but that for others it had been a totally different experience. It's a complicated one though, isn't it? Like when you're kind of looking at, feeling able to look at the good side of it. Yeah because it, so much of it was bad, and especially when you work with the communities, you see that p- 
first-hand the bad stuff. Yeah. So I think maybe we are a little bit shy of talking about the positive impacts professionally that it has had on us. Absolutely. Yeah. We will end this podcast with a reminder that community music is much more necessary now than it ever has been. It has gotten us through the pandemic, and it has gotten some of our groups through the pandemic. Here, David sums up how he saw it. It's really just a way of surviving and keeping our groups that we had going together, yeah. and because they want it, yeah. and um, and they you know, they need it in, in a way that they didn't need it before. In our next episode, we will look at the hidden costs of being a community musician, how health, well-being, and financial security is vulnerable in our line of work, and how this has been impacted by the pandemic. I want to thank Lee Higgins and Catherine Birch at York St John University for their invaluable advice and guidance. The research participants, Ashley Lowes, Bridie Jackson, David Passaro, Jim Montague, Katie Doherty and Laura Reevely for their time, support and wonderful conversations. And my husband Gary Bowden for his unending patience, support and editing teaching skills. You are all amazing humans. Thank you. Please check out the other episodes in this series. If you would like further information on the research for this podcast, or to find out a little more about the musicians featured, you can find my paper and their details online at www.carolbowdenmusic.co.uk.